Hey everybody, it's your host Brandon, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will cover all the hot gossip in reality TV, scripted, true crime documentary, and my life, and all the little things in between that make you scratch your head and ask, what is this, honey? Hey guys, I am so excited to welcome you to the first episode of What Is This, Honey? I am your host, Brandon, and I cannot wait to get into the low-down, dirty mess that gets us through the week. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting the podcast already. A lot of you, I'm sure, I know personally, some of you may have followed over from my meme account, Bravo Barbies, where I make up. Half of that team, we'll get to all of that later, but I am just a good old sweet baby from North Carolina, the queen city of Charlotte, (laughs) which has been getting a glow up in these days, but when I was there, there was only me and a tumbleweed. I have lived in New York for the last 10 plus years. I am living in Woodstock currently. I am renovating a colonial-inspired home. We fled during COVID. I was living in Manhattan. I work in film, television, and theater. Um, I am getting married soon. I'm engaged. I'm in a 24-year age gap. Good vibes only, okay? Lord Jesus, if y'all saw it, we're not even going to go there because I got me a G2, y'all. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> and I'm so excited to come to you guys with the mess because I don't know about you. But I came onto Beyonce's internet to connect with the messy folks out there, the people who like to just know a little bit too much. And it may all be alleged, but it's still fun to think about it. I mean, I just today saw a headline about <laughs> I saw a headline about Fire Festival returning. Fire Festival. Do you guys remember that documentary? Do you guys remember that whole saga? Well. I'm here to tell y'all, I got some news. I got some tea on the Firefest <laughs> because it's been reported that Billy McFarland, who, by the way, you guys just served three years in prison, in federal prison, for the last time he tried to put on a festival. And listen, I'm the kind of person, I love music festivals. I have a very eclectic and diverse taste in music. It's one of the reasons that my fiance and I get along so well because we love to boogie. As they would say, I love the Nessa, I love to boogie. Um, so I don't know if you guys are privy to the information about the first fire festival, but I'm gonna download you the basics. It was promoted as a luxury music festival, where if you were lucky enough to get an invite, you were going to schmooze and rub elbows with. Music's Elite, they had gorgeous models promoting it on their Instagram. This was also back, see, nowadays you got to put hashtag ad. This is why, you guys, this is not the only reason why, but if you ask me, this is why. Because they had heavily promoted um, this festival as something that they had no idea what it was going to be. And when they showed up, 
these influencers who, you know, hey, we're expecting to be in luxury villas and we're expecting to have hotel accommodations. And, you know, this man, Billy, Billy boy, Billy boy had these hoes in FEMA trailers. Okay. <laughs> to my chagrin. And they were not flying in on American Airlines. They were not flying in on Delta. He had chartered planes, so these people were trying to leave, and they could not. In fact, many of the artists who were supposed to be performing, who came in on their own private planes, etc., hightailed their asses up out of there. And um, I actually, you know, I would have been someone would have been super excited, super jazz to be a part of this, especially at a time in my life where I did not have a lot of money. I would have loved to be like, oh my God, Instagram's going to take me to a music festival? Let's go. But sleeping on the floor and eating a bologna sandwich without the bologna? I don't know. So we're going to see. Let You guys let me know. Let me know in the Instagram comments, what is this honey podcast? Like, are you going to go? Are you going to make it out? Has he paid back the multiple millions of dollars that he owes people for the last one? I wonder if Jaw Rule is going to be involved. I just, you know, there's lots of questions I've got, as I'm sure you do. But all I can tell you is my black ass will not be anywhere within a, a hundred mile radius of any kind of fire festival. That shit is cursed. That Billy McFarland is one of those people who his mama should have whipped his ass as a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is that gonna be the first thing that people are like oh my you can't stank let me guys this is gonna be our first educational moment everybody in the black community we refer to spanking as ass whoopings is it a true whipping are you really getting your ass whooped no at least in my household you did not it is just unfortunately one of those um colloquialisms that we have kept since slavery and that's my trump card so i'm gonna say it <laughs> y'all don't go to the fire fest especially if it's free usually the opposite i'm like well if it's free i mean you don't get a chance but it's just not it's not it um sure enough billy is gonna end up doing a howie mandel interview before he goes to prison a second time <laughs> because I wonder if he enjoyed it. You know, did he go? I need to do a little bit more research on this. Did Billy McFarlane go to a Martha Stewart prison? Did he go to a Teresa Dudice prison? Or did he go over to the Lil' Kim prison? Because they sent Lil' Kim to prison. Okay? They sent Lil' Kim to prison. <sighs> because y'all know Jen Shaw's, she's on a, she's on a Teresa prison. And I almost felt, someone posted on April Fool's, oh my God, someone posted that there was a potential of doing some sort of like ID discovery documentary style of the prison that Jen Nafer Shaw is at. I immediately was like, oh, it's April 1st. But for one second before immediate, I wanted that to happen. I wanted it to be a thing because I just want to see, and not even right away in like a year and a half i just want to see the change the emotional change the spiritual change but also like 
how is she going to get Botox in there? Because I know she can. Anything is possible these days, chow. And speaking of anything being possible, oh my goodness. You guys, uh, I don't know if you have seen, but Halle Bailey, she is playing the Little Mermaid. Okay. And she is so adorable. And she was at the White House and she was singing for the children and she was reading books for the children. I'm not sure if she was singing for the children, but I wanted her to be singing for the children. And Contessa, Contessa's, Dr. Contessa, you guys, from Married to Medicine on Bravo, her daughter was there. And the way that I have never wanted to be a Bravo Liberty's child more than I wanted to be. Oh my goodness. Up where they walk. Up where they run. I'm not going to go. This is not about the vocal stylings of me. But I'm very excited about that. I love her. I am reminded, though, every time I think about her. <laughs> I didn't know that there was another sister. Y'all may not have remembered this, but a few weeks ago, it may be months at this point, Hallie's little boyfriend, DDG, he a rapper, he posted something which I'm sure was not specific, was not meant specifically for one person or for her. But it was, you know, it alluded to the fact that, you know, these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> he, um, yeah, which, you know, I'm not a person who has millions of followers and who is, like, known in the public eye. So, like, but to Mia, it just would seem like you wouldn't post, that, post something like that when you have a... Uh, a long-term relationship with someone who's extremely famous and beloved by the public. So the other sister, not Chloe, shout out to Chloe, great job in Swarm, babe. We'll talk about Swarm later. Not Chloe. There's another sister. Okay, and she came out like ratatata, Candace. Okay, she came out like what's good. Miley was good. Don't say. You know, she basically hemmed him up. He, as we would say in the South, hemmed his ass up and let him know, you need to either apologize for this or you need to take this down. Are you going to clarify? I don't even think it was an apology. I think really she was, she was like, what are you really saying? Can you clarify this? Can you, can you clear this up? And I've got to say, I lived for it. It made me extremely happy. I love to see it. I was very thrilled at that because, listen, I don't know what her sign is, but my sister is an Aries. And when we were in elementary school, and my, my sister is three and a half years younger than me. Not even three and a half years, like basically four years younger than me. So imagine how old I was at the same time that we could be in school. Okay? My little sister was whooping people ass on my behalf. She could barely spell her name, but she was not about to let anybody even think that they were going to come towards me. So in this situation, I understand it. Keep my sister's name out your mouth. In my opinion, I feel like I would rather Hallie, you know, be with someone who's not in the entertainment arena. I just feel like it gets a bit messy and everything is so publicized. Um, and then I have to talk about it. <laughs> because... That's what I do. That's what I do now. 
Anyway, we love her. We cannot wait for the movie to come out. One of my favorite actors, Noma Udeswada, is in it, who I just saw in London in A Doll's House. Um, she's playing Prince Eric's mother. I cannot wait to see it. I'm very, 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 very excited. In my opinion, they should have cast he as Madison as Ursula, but I can understand the time in which they were casting it. as Madison was not in the, the A-list world the way that she is now. Now, if they were casting that right now, today, initial tapes, I love you, Melissa McCarthy. I love you, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really, really don't know. I'm really excited for the movie. Anyway, that's that on that. I want to just touch on something that everyone has been touching on. It's kind of undeniable at this point. The scandal of it all at all. <laughs> so Howie Mandel, is it Howie Mandel or Howie Mandel? I'm about to read him for not doing his research, yet I don't even know how to say his name. Howie Mandel is upset, not even upset, he is uh, flabbergasted at the fact that so many people, so many fans, etc., did not appreciate his interview with Tom Sandoval. <laughs> Including Tom's bosses, y'all. They were like, we didn't, like, approve of that. We didn't, like, clear that. We didn't say you could go over there and do that. And I imagine with the reunion coming up so soon, that that probably is a point of contention. Um. Because, dude, Raleigh, Raleigh, dude, that's what we're doing. That's like what we're going to do, Raleigh. I'm not mad at Sandoval for doing an interview because, honestly, I love it. It's your right as a human being who is a, you know, person who does that kind of stuff. <laughs> when we talk about reality TV stars, y'all, we have to understand that it is their job and they have actually made it their purpose in this business to be seen to be visible, because their job is to speak about, to showcase, you know, their lives. And so if their lives aren't interesting enough or important or whatever, then they don't work. And um, so I'm not mad at him for, you know, doing the interview, but it seemed like, <laughs> it seemed like these are the kind of guys who complain that, like, men aren't getting any love anymore. Or that, like, ugh, you've got to be, like, gay or, like, you know, whatever to get some attention these days. Which is really interesting because Tom Sandoval, like, it's like, are you bisexual? <laughs> or do you just, like, to bait the LGBTQ community with the possibilities? Anyway. It just seemed like one of those things and, like, how he was going to be like, I'm going to have Tom's back. Everyone's Digging up on him, and I'm going to give him a voice. And I think by the end of it, he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, Howie. Yeah, please help me, Howie. No, it didn't work out that way. And now the fans are coming after Howie. One thing that you don't need in your life. One thing close to the beehive, which I'm a part of, swarm, um, you really don't want Bravo people. Coming after you because they are relentless, my darling. Okay, I have like a little gag meme account 
And the girl, honey, the girls get in, and as Tyria says, they like to tussle. They will tussle with you. And I used to be a kind of queen that I will go back and forth with you for weeks just to get the, the final say. But I'm just not in that place in my life because I have actual things to do, my love. And now that this is one of them, it's just much easier. I'll just address it here on the pod. So if you want to cuss me out, come into my DMs. What is this, honey, podcast? Get into my comments. Call me a stupid bitch. And then we can go back and forth. And, you know, you can give me a five-star rating after. Okay? Oh, let me just let you guys know something. Howie Mandel not only brought <laughs> Tom Sandoval into his show, the Scandoval of it all. Apparently, also, Chris Jenner was recently there speaking about her squirting. You guys, this is another example of about how your life has to be interesting when you sell your life. And Chris Jenner is a millionaire, right? Like, she's got enough to do. But I think that when we talk about reality TV stars, these people just want to be in press they want to be in the news circle and like honestly I love it thank god I remember my introduction into reality tv like it was yesterday picture it Sicily 2003 e-television the Gastineau girls like I can remember it all flavor of love Tiffany HBIC New York Pollard you know all of these things are really would have just drawn me in and really is the reason that we are here today and i just wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek and so what we're going to be getting down and talking about because there are going to be things that we talk about that are happening in my life i don't really want to talk about it right now because i'm being secretive you know how many of you guys out there have um been married recently there's been a lot of shit with these COVID weddings, you know, getting engaged near COVID, getting married, like all the stuff. And so now that we're kind of on this other side where things are easing, um, you know, I'm kind of into it. But I think that one thing that stays constant now that I have a date and I'm like excited, the families of it all, the families of it all. Which brings me to my last little tidbit that I want to speak about. I'm so glad that you guys have stayed for so long. Weddings really do bring out the worst in everyone. <laughs> I am a professional actor, so I have obviously been a waiter. I've been a nanny. I've been a cycling instructor. And I have been an event planner. I have worked with one of the best event planners, honey. And... I've seen it from that side of the table. And I've also now, I'm being introduced to it from, and I told myself, I'm going to do this. It's going to be this. I'm going to avoid all this stress. And it just doesn't matter, you guys. Okay? It doesn't matter. People, people are going to be messy. Messy, messy, messy. Messy Melissa Gorga. Real Housewives in New Jersey. I'm just going to say one thing. Can we figure it out? I don't... And it's not the women, I don't think. I think there's something going on with the editing and the storylines and whose producers are getting control of what. But as you can see, surrounding Teresa Judice's wedding, whether she's right or wrong, because I know y'all got so many feelings about this. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. And that's okay. It's okay. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. And the business dealing with the skinny pizza kitchen vibes. I've never opened a business, but all I know is this. When I go out to dinner with a girlfriend and we're going to, we, I'm not taking you out for your birthday. I'm not taking you out for a special occasion. You've got a promotion at work. We're just going out to dinner. We're going to split it. Right? Now, I know this is very different than opening a business. The percentages, the take home, whatever. I don't care. It all seems muddy. It seems messy. And for the Gorgas to be talking all of this shit, but to allegedly owe everybody in New Jersey, it, it's not helping. <laughs> it's not helping. It's not helping. And I'm sure that this wedding is putting a lot of stress on Louis and Teresa. I don't know if that's going to forgive a lot of Louis' behavior as of late. Louis is a scary one. And I'll tell you something. It's scary. <laughs> I have not had personal experiences with men like that in my life because I'd rather be single. It's why, other than my fiance, I've had like one serious relationship because I don't have time. I don't have the patience. I have seen these and thems and those get played and heartbroken. And, and you know, I, I just don't have time for it. So, but there's something there. And I can understand why Teresa can't really see it because compared to Joey, Judice, I mean, it's night and day. Come on. And, you know, I think that sometimes we just have to let people be where they are. And I will say one thing about the relationship between Louis and Teresa. Teresa is a better person. Like, she has been able to at least see someone's other, some, someone else's point of view for, like, three seconds. You know, she's still very stubborn, but I think it's okay. I'm just worried for her. I hope everything works out between the two of them. One of the most successful memes we had over at Bravo Barbies was of RuPaul and a giant gorgeous wig as Teresa Judice's hairstylist laying the final extension just right atop her head. Um, just Jersey-licious fabulous. I want the season to be... I feel like they're in Ireland now. Things might be getting a little bit spicy picante. Jennifer just did what she said she would never do. Like, I just like this happened to me last season, so like I would never do that. And it's like, but you literally just did it. So I think it's because you know it's not true. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I mean, people can say anything. It's like, whatever. And also, I feel like one thing that we have to like with the reality TV people, like, I know they're monsters. My fiance always says, like, they, there's a prerequisite of, like, a certain level of monsterhood that they have to have before they come on. But, like, these are not all hideous, heinous folk. Like, everybody's man's not cheating on them. We all have our issues, people, human beings, all of us. So when you point a finger at somebody else, you've got three pointing back at you. I'm not going to be like, okay, whatever, whatever, but, you know. I will ask a question. Like, what is this, honey? A white refrigerator? <laughs> okay. It's giving that. It's very much so giving that. So we're going to pray and we're going to hope that New Jersey 
picks up the pace a little bit and that we really get into some mess. I think Teresa's wedding is approaching. I think we're going to start to see some sparks fly. We're going to start to see sparks flying. And that's going to be real, real, real exciting. Um, just because why not? You know, I'd love to see it. And the way that summer house is going, we may get a little cash change up and we might have Lindsay joining the girl. The girl is over. I think honestly, Lindsay Hubbard on a Real Housewives of New Jersey would bring in a better balance for the new girls because she's used to reality TV. She's accustomed to how these things go. And she's not afraid to say what she wants to say. And, you know, I'm into it. She's getting married. Summer House is very interesting. I'm not even a Lindsay fan, but I respect what she does and what she attributes to the show. I love the new girls. I love Gabby. Um, I love that, you know, immediately Gabby and the other black girls aren't like besties because like they don't have to be. But the dissolution of Lindsay and Danielle's relationship is really sad. And the last few moments of the last episode just made me feel bad. And I'm like, oh, I want them to like party. I would rather it be petty. And speaking of weddings, see, she's, because allegedly Danielle was in her feelings. She was in her feelings about the proposal and not being involved and not being whatever. And like, I feel ya. My fiance was supposed, oops, story time. My lovely listeners and followers, I will leave you with this. My fiance, bless his soul, got me a ring. I had been kind of going a little bit batty. It's a very unconventional story. I'll get to that later episode. But we were kind of at the point where I was like, okay, God damn it. I want to get married. You're not getting the benefits of this without the commitment of this. And he heard me and he got a ring and he was planning a proposal in Roma at La Mirabel restaurant with our family and friends. And we happened to be playing a drinking game on Memorial Day in which a friend of mine, a friend, asked him if he ever thought that he and I would be married. And my husband is not, oh, my husband, I'm already saying it. He is not an actor, y'all. He does not know how to do the thing. So he fumbled the bag with the answer. And basically what I heard in my seven Chardonnays, Cardonnays later, was that he had changed his mind. And if you know me, you'll get to know me. I will scream, I will shout, I will throw a tantrum. But when I get quiet, that's when you know. That's when you know. That's how you know it's a problem. When I tell you I got out of my luxurious and glorious beautiful pool that I was hosting a lovely party at for Memorial Day weekend and I went into the house pissed. My fiance came in to console me and he just couldn't stop. So he proposed that night. It was kind of like, a, oh yeah, fuck you, which is you know, kind of appropriate. But, you know, people were upset by it. People were not happy, particularly the mothers. The mothers were not thrilled. They were not thrilled, y'all. So, you know, I can understand how people get involved. I don't think they should, because it's really not. You know, especially when it's like your kid, it's like a lot of times your kid wasn't even alive when you got married. Like, how can we even reciprocate this? But, I'm interested to see what comes next. I'm interested to see how they start to develop the rest of these relationships with the new people. 
Corey. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, the, the, oh, the most interesting thing was Paige's conversation with Craig. I mean, I think I'm just going to say it. Like, Paige doesn't want to marry Craig. She doesn't want to marry him. That is pretty evident. So, now you guys get in the comments and let me know, like, what's the tea? Like, do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Or, like, what is it? What's the tea, mama? We got to know. We got to know. What's going on with some home? Oh my god, should we create an Australian mockumentary called Summer Home? Let me know what you think. And um, I'll let you know if I'll create it. <laughs> it's been so nice to be with you guys today. This is my first episode. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been great. There will be another episode coming soon. I am going to cover the most recent episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. We got to figure out what happened to Giselle's bottle. Giselle, that made Pepsi cry. Let me know, you guys, what you think. Give me a five-star review no matter what you think, okay? Subscribe and come into the DMs and let me know what you really think. Come into the comments. Let's tussle. I'm here for it. I'm not really mad about it. Love you guys. Bye.